Welcome to the Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center podcast featuring Reverend Dahlia Adams. You may visit us online at unityvacaville.org or you may visit us in person at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. And now, here is Reverend Dahlia Adams. Welcome. My name is Reverend Dahlia Adams, and I'm so honored to be here with you today. We've been focusing on the question, how shall we live? Once we come to know the truth of who we are, once we come to know our divinity, if you will, that spark of divinity that shines within us and as us, how do we live? How does that change our days? How does that change how we see ourselves and how we see other people? And we've been answering that question in many, many different ways. Recently, we spent a while focusing on the importance of faith and how faith really changes everything in our lives. And then we went on to talk about when we have faith, we can live in joyous expectancy. And so joyous expectancy is that ability to know that our greatest good is unfolding despite whatever the circumstances might be. It's that steadfast trust in the universe and God. And so today, I want to move on and talk about gratitude or the art of being grateful because they all tie in together ultimately and we'll talk about where those connections are as we continue. Gratitude is described in many different ways. Other words that have similar meanings are thankfulness, appreciation, recognition, acknowledgement, praise, but None of those words really capture the heart of what gratitude is. If you can pause and think of a time when you were feeling grateful, deeply grateful, and if you can remember how it felt in your heart. I know for myself, when I'm grateful, my heart is lighter than it typically might be. My heart feels open. There's a joyousness in my consciousness. There's a joyousness I feel around me. There is that joyous expectancy we've talked about, feeling like no matter what the circumstances might be, that in this moment there is my good unfolding. So gratitude is many, many things, but at the center of it is a condition of our heart. It's a condition of our consciousness, our attitude. Robert Emons, Dr. Emons, who is a psychologist who studies positive psychology, and he studies happiness and gratitude, and 
And at one point he was answering the question, what good is gratitude? And he said, gratitude allows celebration of the present. You know, we who are on a spiritual path talk about finding God in the present moment. Sometimes it's really hard to be in the present moment because all this stuff has to get done and we're thinking about our to-do list and the, maybe the conflicting priorities of what has to get done or we're worrying about something that is to happen later in the day or next week or next month or we're worrying about the unknown, what's happened to so-and-so, why haven't I heard anything? Or we're worrying about possible medical test results. Or we're regretting something in the past, something that was said, something we said, something that we wanted that didn't happen. Our minds take us all of those places when our minds are on automatic pilot. So to find ourselves in the present moment and to feel fully present in that moment is a gift. And when we pause to be grateful, when gratitude is the condition of our heart, when gratitude is our attitude, our consciousness, being present in the now moment becomes easier. So in other words, finding the divine, finding God becomes easier in the present moment. Robert Emmons said that uh, gratitude blocks toxic emotions. In other words, emotions like envy, resentment, depression, fear, all of those things have negative health effects on us, and gratitude blocks that. Gratitude helps us not get lost in those toxic emotions. Research has shown, too, according to Robert Emmons, research has shown that grateful people are more stress-resilient and that gratitude strengthens our friendships, our relationships, our social ties. Gratitude improves our self-worth, and with it, our self-confidence. So gratitude is a powerful force in our lives, and it does so much good for us and those around us that it's well worth taking time to cultivate, to develop. In the Journal of Positive Psychology, it was written that gratitude not only enhances psychological and physical well-being, but may also alter biomarkers of risk for cardiovascular disease. Those are a lot of big words, but it says it not only makes us feel better psychologically, and physically, but current research has shown that biomarkers, and often the biomarkers are DNA, things that indicate we have a risk for, for heart disease are changed. 
So when the molecular biologists study our cells and the, the chemicals in our cells, the, the chemicals that seem to determine our risk and our possibilities at times, that those biomarkers can be changed through a practice of gratitude. You know, in, in New Thought, in Unity, we have, we have said for many, many years that what we think, what we hold in mind has a powerful impact on our physical well-being, on our bodies. And so this is science catching up, saying yes. When we live in this consciousness of gratitude, our biology changes. Charles Fillmore, the co-founder of Unity, said, there is an inherent law of mind that as we that we increase whatever we praise and praise is another way of describing gratitude the whole of creation responds to praise and is glad those were charles fillmore's words the whole of creation responds to gratitude and is glad so that which we are grateful for tends to increase in our lives. And the negative impacts of those toxic emotions and the biomarkers that, that determine our risk level, all of that is decreased as we praise that which is good in our lives, as we are grateful for that which is good. In my own life, there was a time when I was pulling out of a very difficult family circumstance because of addictions and alcoholism. And I immersed at that time in 12-step recovery literature. And there was an author named Melody Beatty who, who was highly revered by those in recovery programs. She wrote a book, it was a little meditation book, a daily reader called The Language of Letting Go. And in this book, she wrote that gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It's really powerful. If we learn to develop gratitude as a practice, as a way of being, it unlocks the fullness of life. She goes on to say, it turns what we have into enough and more. That's powerful, too. So often we think that what we have is not enough, that we need more. When I have such and such, I'll be happy. When I can afford this or that, I will be content. And gratitude takes what we already have and turns it into enough and more. Melody Beatty went on to say it turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. She wrote, 
Gratitude can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. She went on to say, gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. I really love what she wrote because it goes to the very core of how powerful gratitude is. It changes everything. It makes our lives better in so many ways. And it seems to be such a small thing. So we have gratitude practices. If you went online and looked up books on gratitude or articles on gratitude, you would be inundated with more than you ever want to deal with in terms of choices. And many of them give you practices that you can do to be grateful. And so they're endless. And some of you who are listening, I'm sure, have wonderful and unique practices that work for you. Counting our blessings is an old traditional but absolutely powerful practice. Demanding to see the good. This is from Emma Curtis Hopkins, who said no matter what is going on, that we should stamp our feet and demand to see the good in this. Gratitude lists. It's just what gratitude lists do for us is it trains our mind to look for the good. It trains our mind to notice the good. So often things are happening that it would be so easy to respond with gratitude, but we don't notice them. We don't notice them. So gratitude lists put up our antennae that help us notice the things that we can be grateful for. Gratitude, a gratitude practice is simply being good at saying thank you. And then this one I really like, saying thanks in advance. We talked before about joyous expectancy, that consciousness in which we hold firmly to the knowing that my good is now unfolding even when it doesn't look like it. Even when all around me things seem to be falling apart, that ability to stay in joyous expectancy. Gratitude, which is expressed in advance, the thanks in advance, pairs up with joyous expectancy. We're better able to say thank you in advance when we have this consciousness of joyous expectancy and when we have that consciousness, when our faith in our good is strong, it feels very normal and natural to say thanks in advance. And a very, very good teacher of that was Jesus. Jesus said, thank you in advance. And so for us to learn 
to say thanks in advance affirms our faith, affirms that joyous expectancy. There is one story in the Gospels about the life of Jesus where his friends came to him about another friend, a man named Lazarus, someone that was loved dearly, someone who um, was considered family. And they sent word to Jesus that Lazarus was really ill. But Jesus didn't come right away, and then Lazarus died. He made his transition. He passed away. And then they found Jesus, and they were upset. It's like, you should have come earlier, but it's too late now. And Jesus responded to them, and this is in the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 40 to 44. Jesus responded to them by saying, didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So this is what we've been talking about. If you have that faith, if you can hold on to joyous expectancy, you will see the glory of God manifesting in unknown, surprising, and wonderful ways. So Jesus said, didn't I tell you if you believed you would see the glory of God? And he told them to move the stone away from Lazarus's tomb. And they didn't want to. They said, you know, it's been several days. He's going to stink. And Jesus insisted. He said, move the stone. And then once they moved the stone, Jesus raised his eyes to the heavens and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. This is before he prayed. This is before he spoke the word. He thanked the Father. God, as he knew and understood that God presence, Father, I thank you that you heard me. And then after that, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And then the dead man came out bound, hand and foot with linen strips. So this is the story of Jesus raising the dead, raising a friend who had died. But he began this miracle, this demonstration with thanksgiving. And so we get it backwards sometimes. We think we need to get results before we say thank you. But the truth is, if we are truly believing, if our faith is strong, if we are in that consciousness of joyous expectancy, beginning by thanking God or by being grateful is a very appropriate and powerful first step. Another story of miracles where Jesus fed the multitudes even though 
they only had seven loaves and a fish to begin with, and there were many, many people gathered. And in that story, Jesus took the seven loaves and fish, and when he had given thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. He gave, he didn't wait for the loaves to multiply. He didn't wait for the crowd to be fed to say, thank you, God. He began by saying, thank you. So when our faith is so strong that the gratitude comes up from within us first, that's that experience of joyous expectancy, and it is powerful for demonstrating our good. And so we hold that in our hearts and, and, and allow it to simmer within us because it's so counterintuitive to begin with thank you. But that's truly the spiritual path. It's knowing the truth so powerfully the thank you as a beginning is absolutely right. And then, of course, a, a saying we've quoted many, many times here at Unity of the Valley from Meister Eckhart, if the only prayer you ever say in your life is thank you, it will be enough. And in a daily word, daily word is one of Unity's widely distributed publications. In the daily word for May, June 2014, even when circumstances are not what I hoped, even when my outer world changes, I am grateful for the unchanging spirit of God in me. And so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support this podcast, you may do so at unityvacaville.org.